I am Camille Johnson, and this is Finding the Floor. Stories and reflections of midlife motherhood, family, and finding meaning in it all. Join me as I share a little piece of my life and figure out what I want to be when I grow up. Hey guys, and welcome to Finding the Floor. This is episode 38. So exciting. Well, today I hope you guys, first of all, are doing well. I have to say we made it through the science fair. I don't even know right now how my daughter did, but there just was a lot of drama and then it just got done. And I just, next time I'm like, well, I think she's done. She's in eighth grade. So let's just say hallelujah to that. But I do have to share something. Well, I'm going to be sharing a lot of things today, but something a little off topic is that I've kind of done something crazy and it's been about a month. Well, let's see, three weeks. And I allowed the same daughter who just did her science fair to get a bird. And you guys, you know, I just have a whole podcast about how I hate birds. (laughs) But she's been asking me for a bird for like six months. And I know like with a dog, I lasted like 18 years. So obviously I'm getting old and run down. But it hasn't been that bad. And I wanted her to have something she wanted to take care of. And she had to buy it. And she's buying all the stuff for it. Not that I'm trying to justify it in your eyes. But in mine. (laughs) Like what is going on with me? And now I'm worried we're just going to have this menagerie. I don't know if that's good or bad. It sort of reminds me of there was this favorite movie that I used to watch with my mom, which is funny because I'm going to be talking about her today, but called The North Avenue Irregulars. And it is just the funniest movie about a bunch of church ladies who like take down this like money laundering group of people. And then there's this mom, there's just one scene where this mom is in the station wagon and they get into this little accident Cause they're like chasing <laughs> these people and she's got like all her kids and their animals. Cause I don't know if they're doing this like animal show. And then she ends up getting an accident and there's like a snake and just like all of this dog and all these animals come out. And I'm like, that's going to be me. <laughs> but luckily I only have three kids left and two of them have animals. So I was like imagining myself traveling like to visit my family and here we have our gecko and our bird in the car. (laughs) Oh, okay. Anyway, totally random aside, but we have a bird now and so far so good. The bird is kind of loud, but during the day, which I don't mind. It's just like at 4.30 in the morning. Okay, so today 
I am going to talk about 10 things. I think it's about 10 things I miss about my mom. And I hope you guys are going to just let me indulge. Obviously, if you don't want to listen to this, <laughs> that is fine. So obviously, if you're listening, you're just going to let me indulge a little bit and talk about things that I miss about my mom. And I don't know how emotional I'm going to get. And hopefully I'll just have fun things or maybe some things that I miss. But just bear with me if I get a little emotional <laughs> because I think it's a little weird when you like aren't looking at someone and they're getting emotional and you can't really tell like, is that really like what is going on? So if I start getting kind of squeaky or whatever, that's me filling all the fills and missing my mom a little bit, which I am. So, and the reason I am kind of deciding to let myself indulge a little bit in this and share it with all of you is because her birthday is this Saturday, February 6th, and it will be six months since she passed away. It was kind of cool because she passed away literally on her half birthday because it just was this perfect little ending, I think, to her life. And not only is her birthday this Saturday, but she and I share a birthday. So I wasn't quite sure how I was going to feel or think. And I don't know if this is like a good way to just like let yourself indulge in these thoughts about how you miss your mom. Is that a good way to grieve? I honestly don't know. And I've read that there's not really a quote unquote, like best practices way to grieve. And so I found that sometimes I just like, oh, I just miss this right now. And sometimes I'll write it down. And I started well, I've only really done this like one time. And then sometimes I'll just think about things that I miss about my mom. But yeah, so we're going to just kind of go there. And what I think is funny is about me being born on my mom's birthday is that growing up, I didn't really think about it. Like, yeah, I mean, we have the same birthday and my mom has to make me a cake on her birthday. <laughs> and then... As I grew up, you know, it was this fun thing we shared. And I remember when I turned 16, and I honestly was not expecting to get like a new car. Like, no. <laughs> but my mom got a new car on my 16th birthday, which was pretty funny because my dad gave me this card and it said, like, here's a key. Hope you get a car. And then my mom literally had a car sitting in the driveway. But the best part about that is that like she didn't sell her old car, which was this like old 83 Jimmy. And that was like the car I got to drive for high school, which was kind of fun. So anyway, so we shared this birthday. And then as I became a mom, I'm like, oh, my gosh. I just like ruined her birthday. <laughs> I just like 
she has to worry about me getting me a present and we would do this fun breakfast like we would get to pick our favorite breakfast and um my mom didn't get a lot of sugared cereals and so we'd either get sugared cereals or we just I remember loving having cream of wheat and that was like my favorite cereal well because my birthday's in February so it's cold right and I grew up in Salt Lake so it was cold in February so I liked that was kind of my fun thing or donuts or whatever. Anyway, so I've kind of the past 20 years been like, gosh, I've just like ruined her life. (laughs) But then I'm like, okay, maybe not. But the past, since I've been married, you know, we haven't been together for our birthday. So then it's been okay. Like it was really cute. We'd always call each other and sing to each other. And so I've always had that with my mom. And I remember um, when she was diagnosed, it was like just after our birthdays and I was on this cruise. I think I mentioned this in one of my podcasts. And the one thing I remember praying for, here I go, sorry guys, Um, was that she would, that we could celebrate one more birthday together. And we were able to, last year I flew out and we had this really nice celebration with my mom on her 80th birthday. So that was fun and a nice answer to my prayer. Okay. All right. Hopefully I'm not going to do this this whole time. So again, bear with me. Whew. Okay. Um... So the reason I thought about this and why I'm kind of indulging is that a few months ago, my sister-in-law shared this email my mom had sent just before she was diagnosed with cancer. And she had decided to organize all of us into like committees. She's like, all right, we're having Thanksgiving and we were all coming together for a few days. And she's like, I want a housing committee. And she assigned whoever was supposed to be on that a food committee and an activities committee. And she's like, I don't want to worry about anything. And this is what I want you to do. And she had this whole list (laughs) in this cute email. And it reminded me when my sister-in-law said that sent that of during my mom's funeral, one of my sisters mentioned how my mom was like this little general and she was just always organizing and telling people what to do and and that's just what who she was. And I just was like missing that. <laughs> and gosh, that whole day, I, that email just kind of was like, oh, I just miss that. Mom, don't you want to tell us what to do <laughs> and organize us? And so I just let myself go up into my room and cry for a while. And... Then I just, after I was done crying, I just started writing down things that I missed about her just right then. And so I thought, well, maybe I could do a podcast about this. (laughs) So if this actually comes out, I was able to get through the whole list. And before I begin my list, I wanted to mention that um, I listened to this really good podcast as well by S. Michael Wilcox. And I think I mentioned this before 
right now I don't even remember what podcast it was and I forgot to check but he was talking about like when his wife passed away and this was like 10 years after and my sister sent this to us because his wife had a brain tumor too and he was just talking about grief and he just talked about how the things that used to bother you about people or your loved ones like they become endearing to you after they're gone. And so I love this quote. He says, each of us have little quirks that others likely notice about us and perhaps even annoyed by. Lara or Laurie Wilcox loved jewelry, especially bracelets, and frequently could only find one or two earrings in a pair. But do those little annoyances matter when the people we love are gone? Or would we give anything to search for a missing earring one last time? Ugh. So I just thought it's funny how after someone passes away, the things that you miss and some of them are obvious. Um, and maybe soon there are things that you thought annoyed you. So if you are going through grief or you have someone that you miss in your life, maybe this will help. (laughs) Um, and I reached out to my family and so some of my siblings and in-laws shared some things that they miss as well so I came up with a list of about 10 things that I miss about my mom okay so number one my mom was always trying to import her love of the gospel and her love of her ancestors to her family all the time (laughs) especially when they had their monthly dinner. So on Fast Sunday, which is the first Sunday of every month, they would get together for dinner that evening. For anyone who lived in town, um, and then they she would always gather them together and talk about either the gospel or her ancestors. And... Even when we were on vacation together, there was always a time where she would, okay, we need to have like family home evening or we would all get together and she would share a message, which she would always say was real quick and it wasn't ever real quick. (laughs) And we had a few of my nephews who would like start timing my mom because she would say, oh, this is not, this is going to be really quick. And then it'd be like a half hour later. And when the kids were really small, it would kind of annoy me. Like, come on. Like, okay. I Not that I don't want to teach my kids about the gospel, but she just wanted everybody to know, first of all, how much the gospel meant to her. And then she was do, always doing research on her ancestors. And so she would find out a story And then she would get a picture and she would tell us all. And sometimes she would send out like in the mail, we'd get this um, little history of a certain ancestor. And I probably did not appreciate it as much as I think I do now because I do miss that. Okay, number two, I think all of us or a good amount of us said we just miss being able to call her and talk to her about things. So my oldest brother had shared that he misses the opportunity to just call her and tell her something. He said, there have been so many times where I've like been out and I just am like, oh, I need to call mom and maybe talk to her about this. 
And he said, I just miss that. He's like, whether it be family, church, or fitness, she was a good sounding board or would remind me of some solid fact. My sister Kelly said that she would talk to her every day, which I didn't talk to my mom every day. So I'm super impressed. And she just misses all their conversations. Um, my same thing. My sister said she misses her long phone calls and her sympathetic ear, my sister Jenny. And then my sister Laurel had mentioned that she would always call and check in. So if you hadn't talked to my mom in a little while, she would just call and be like, hello. <laughs> and I remember doing that at the end. I was like, hello, why are you checking on me? <laughs> And so I would call her and be like, hello, I haven't heard from you guys in a while. Um, but it was always nice to be remembered by her. And she would, she would always remember her kids. Okay, number three, the one thing about my mom is she likes like her home and she likes things to look nice. And it's funny how I say I kind of miss that because when she would come to visit me and I always felt bad, but she would want to just clean my house for me because she's like, well, it just feels like when you're caught up, you just can like deal with life. And so sometimes I would feel bad because like that's all they would do <laughs> would be come to my house. And then she'd always try to like add something cute, like let's go get a rug for your entryway. Come on, let's go shopping and let's do that. Or these chairs, I bought these chairs on Craigslist years ago and I wanted to get them recovered when I bought them, but I just hadn't gotten to it yet, partly because I didn't know where to go. And the other thing was that I found out getting your chairs recovered is actually really expensive. <laughs> and so a couple years ago when she was out, she was like, all right, let's just go. We're going to go find some fabric and we're going to find a place. And I was like, okay. And we found a place and he was like, it's $900 a chair. <laughs> and I was like, okay. I was expecting that to be total for both chairs minus $400. <laughs> so um, I'm going to wait. So this year I do have my goal because we have a little more money saved up to get those chairs recovered in honor of my mom. And one story I love about my mom is that when they were on their mission in Spain, they served in Barcelona, Spain, and they got assigned to the island of Mallorca and they were there like all of their 18 months. And I remember my mom saying that she went into this building that one of the branches used for their meetings and she just was walked in like the first Sunday and was just like, oh no, this is not a good place <laughs> for someone to come in and feel like they want to worship God. <laughs> and so my mom just took it on her and worked through like the mission and the church to get them a new nicer place for them to go and worship and she like made sure they had nice pictures and just was like it needs to be a beautiful place where people can feel peace and feel like they can worship God and <laughs> that's just my mom oh no this is not going to work okay number four 
my mom always liked to share what she was learning and so much so that she would always like buy us stuff that she thought was like really good. So little things like, oh, I heard that the Himalayan pink salt is way better than regular salt. And so I noticed it was be at her house. And then whenever she'd come to visit, she would buy me this big thing of Himalayan salt. And so then I started buying pink salt. And then there were things like she loved like maple syrup really is a better sweetener. And I don't know, she was on this because she tried to go low sugar, but you could, for some reason, maple syrup was okay. And I can't remember why, but so anytime she'd come visit, they would like go shopping for things for us and always would come back and we'd have this little thing of maple syrup. So we always are mindful of the little maple syrup would stay in our fridge for a while. Um, Things that she would say like, oh, okay, I just heard that you're not supposed to wash your sharp cutting knives in the dishwasher. You're supposed to just hand wash them because then I was like, okay. Um, <laughs> and then right near the end, uh, her last, I don't know, four years, three, four, five years, she really got into essential oils. And for Christmas, we got one Christmas, we got this little like zipper thing that you could attach to like your keychain, and it had like nine tiny bottles of essential oils that I had no idea how to use but I would have to like call my sisters because a few of them got into it too and I was like okay I don't know but here they are so there was always something and she would she was a big reader would always be reading and then she would just share it with all of us <laughs> or give it to us <laughs> Okay, number five, my mom loved to shop. <laughs> and she loved to make sure that her grandkids had some nice clothes for church and for um, whatever they needed. So especially at Easter and Christmas, she wanted to make sure her, her grandkids had what they needed. And because she remembered that her mother would do that for us. And so she always wanted to do that for all of her grandkids, which was always super nice. And so sometimes she would come into town and just take the kids shopping and get them an outfit, mostly church outfits or, you know, nicer outfits. And my sister-in-law, Katie, said that she misses shoe shopping with my mom. And she loved just going shopping with my mom because my sister, Katie, loves shopping. And it's funny because I... I don't really love shopping. I don't know what my problem is. <laughs> Even when I was young, my mom would always just have this agenda and we'd be shopping like three hours and I'd just be like, oh, I'm so tired. <laughs> but um, I do miss that because she would just get you going. You know, we just need to get these things and you need to make sure everyone has some nice things. <laughs> so she would make sure we would have things so that we could be presentable and look nice. Number six is my sister Kelly. She and I, and well now there's more of us that have lived out of town because I have my brother Joel who is now and who did for a while and then my brother Connor. But it's so nice when you live out of town and they would come and visit and you get this just special one-on-one -on -one time. Like they didn't have anything else on their agenda because when you go visit in Salt Lake, my parents were busy people. And 
So she just said, especially because they would stay with us and they would have nothing to do. So we would just be able to enjoy having them read to our kids, say prayers together, and just be there with mom when she was like getting ready for the day and curling her hair. And I miss that too. Except our house wasn't big enough for them to stay overnight or I guess comfortable enough. <laughs> and so they would always stay in a hotel and we usually wouldn't see them until like noon because they were always on Utah time or one, which would always be funny, especially when I had a new baby and my mom would come out to like help me. And sometimes they both come out and I'm like, well, everybody's at school and the baby's napping. <laughs> But I'm going to get take a nap. And then she would just like match all my socks or do my laundry or something. Um, Okay, number seven. And I'm doing pretty well, you guys. I, I haven't lost it too much. Okay, number seven. I miss this too. And I had two of my sisters mention this was that they miss going on walks with my mom. And we would go on walks all the time. My mom always wanted to get some sort of exercise each day. She had a walking buddy. She had her good friend, Charlotte, and then a few other friends that she would just walk with every day or regularly every week. And then whenever we were on vacation together or we were at her house or, you know, we'd, she'd be like, hey, you want to go for a walk? And we'd go for a walk and we'd just chat about things and solve everybody's problems and I just remember especially um, my parents have this home in Morgan Utah and it's way out in the country and we'd go on this walk and the kids would always get super tired <laughs> after like walking not very far and we would also notice like cute houses and um, uncute houses <laughs> or not so cute houses which is funny because that's I feel like my house is usually one of the not so cute houses. <laughs> anyway, um, it was also fun when she was going through her cancer treatments. And the one thing she could do at first was she couldn't do a lot, but she would have to go on a walk every day. So when I'd be out there visiting her, um, it would just go on walks. And then when it came to the point where she couldn't walk anymore, that was the we just put her in her wheelchair and it wouldn't matter what time of day it was. We just take her on a walk. What, not what time of day, but how warm it was. We just bundle her up and take her on a walk. And I just would always appreciate it. Sometimes my sister would call me, hey, I'm on a walk with Nini, which is what we call my mom. And then we'd just talk while we're on a walk all together. And I remember this one time I was in town and my brother would always help my mom on Saturday mornings. And he's like, hey, let's go for a walk. And my parents lived at the bottom of this really steep hill. And so usually you would just go the other direction. You wouldn't take the wheelchair up this hill because it was so steep. And it was in February. I think it was last year, like uh, almost a year ago. And he's like, let's go up the hill. And because my parents moved, we used to live two blocks away up this big hill where we our old house my house growing up was and so he's like let's go up there and we'll walk in our old neighborhood and we just had the greatest walk and we were so impressed with ourselves we didn't like let go of her and have her <laughs> go flying down the hill and then we would just talk about our old neighborhood and the people we remembered in different houses 
It was just always fun to go on a walk with my mom. Okay, number eight. The other thing that I miss, which is funny because you don't think you're going to miss it, but I miss helping to take care of her. And my sister mentioned the same thing. She says, oh, I miss having that time helping her going to the bathroom and helping to bathe her and get her dressed. And you would be so excited because um, near the last few months, she wasn't talking very much and just getting that extra smile from her. Near the end, that, that bathroom just was that sacred space. And it's funny how, gosh, it was such a privilege to take care of her. Okay, um, number nine, my sister-in-law Katie also mentioned that my mom was very inclusive. Okay, she said, I loved how she played a big part in everyone feeling special, useful, and included. Um, and it immediately made me think about like on Christmas, we would have this nativity reenactment play and we just had this giant box of dress ups that my one sister like got stuff for and there's like 30 grandkids and everybody would participate in some way. You're either a tree or an animal or you're singing a song or playing something. And she just wanted to make sure everyone would play a part. Okay. And the last thing that I'm going to talk about, and I've done pretty well. I've gotten through this. So um, number 10, and my brother Joel mentioned this, was that he misses my mom's encouragement to do significant and impactful things. I will say my mom was just out trying to do good in the world. And if you were with her, you would have to help her out. <laughs> and if you weren't with her, uh, she'd ask you what you were doing with your life. And in some ways, usually it meant like a job or schooling, or it's just like, how are you helping the world? Let's go, because <laughs> the world needs help. And always trying to encourage all of our kids to, I like what he said, do significant and impactful things. I was thinking my parents served a mission in Ghana. So this was our first mission that they went on as a, as a couple. And uh, each week while they were there, they were in the city of Accra. And my mom said she would write how she would volunteer at this orphanage. And she just said it was so heartbreaking each week to leave. After they came home, she just really wanted to help. She just was like, um, <laughs> my parents were making plenty of money and she just was like, we need to help them. And so she found this couple that was putting together this little school. And so they, I think, started by buying them a van and helping them get funding for a little schoolhouse. And then my dad put together this foundation in honor of my mom and I just remember her crying and being so grateful that she could help out in this way 
And it grew from this small little school. I don't know, 15 to 20 kids. I could be wrong about this. And now it's like over 200 kids or more. And it was so amazing because last year at this time, my mom's friend Lydia, who is from Ghana, who heads up the school, came to visit her and had all these things from the children at the school. It was just really tender how appreciative they were of all the support. And so when my mom passed away, that was one thing that if you wanted to donate, you donate to the school. And and it was really cute because just before or just after she passed away, they dedicated this library to my mom. And what I love about it, it just says Nini's Library. And oh, they just sent a picture of this cute, um, it's all in this lettering at their school, Nini's Library. So I miss that too. I'll <laughs> try to be significant and impactful. Always encouraging you to do good. Okay, everybody, if you've made it through this whole thing, <laughs> thank you. And I did pretty well. Only got super emotional a couple times. But I can't believe it's already been six months since my mom has passed away. I know she is probably happy organizing <laughs> some amazing things in heaven. And as well as making sure we're all doing what we're supposed to. So maybe she has even more <laughs> capability now. Um, I think it's funny. Sometimes I hear myself talking to her like, okay, mom, I don't know how I'm going to do this. So I think I need your help. Or can you help me figure this out? Or, But it is so nice to know that I have a special angel up in heaven. So if you've lost someone... I know it can be so hard and I don't know if this will be helpful just to take a moment to like think about all the things you miss or that you loved about them or write them down and I think it's just okay to let yourself indulge in some like uh I just just some of the feels of feeling sad and just missing them for a while so thank you for letting me indulge and hope you guys are all doing well and have a great week. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you have any questions, come by findingthefloor.com where I will have show notes and links for anything I've mentioned today. Special thanks to Seth Johnson for creating and performing the theme music. Come back next week and thanks for listening. 